There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Featured Anime Podcast. I'm your host, Jack. And I'm Rick. And today we are talking about Goblin Slayer, Goblin's Crown. And this week was uh, my choice. And a good choice it was. I actually was not expecting too much from this because most of the time movies that follow a series are, are similar to OVAs, don't really hold water in my opinion, but true. this wasn't bad. Very, again, this wasn't bad. True. Um, so it actually came out pretty recently, February 1st, uh, 2020 is when it originally aired. Uh, it recently was released on Crunchyroll within the last couple of weeks and relative to this recording, uh, the producer for it was uh, Haku Hodo DY Music and Pictures with a uh, studio of White Fox. The source was based off of a light novel and the genres are action, adventure, fantasy, and it ran for a total of one hour and 25 minutes, hour and a half around there. All right. Now, that those are not the same people that did the series, right? Correct. Yeah, the series was uh, done by other, had uh, different producers involved with it. What about the animators? Do you happen to know that? The animators? Uh, I believe. Yeah. Let's see here. Uh, the It's based off the original creator for it. As for the animators, mm-hmm. I don't see it. But the uh, author, or not the author, dum dum, uh, the director was a by the same guy. So uh, Mr. Ozaki was the one that originally did the directors for it. He was also the episode director and he was the storyboard. Okay. That makes a little bit of sense too, mainly because the animation was spot on, but it wasn't as graphic. I would say as, as the series, which I appreciated. Right. Well, uh, during the series you had, aside from, uh, Takaharu Ozaki, you also had, a uh, uh, Sakai, uh, Sake- Sakeo, blah blah blah. Sorry, my bad. I apologize. <laughs> my language skills are not top notch. In case anyone hasn't caught on already, uh, Sakeo uh, was also an episode director on it. So you had a couple. You also had a uh, Kazuomi uh, Koga. He also was an episode director as well as a storyboard part of the storyboard. So between three different episode directors for the series, this only had the director for it. You know, that does make a lot of sense to me only because this felt like a standalone. Like you didn't have to watch the series in order to appreciate the movie. Right. And one of the things in, uh, in the discord cats and I, we talked a little bit about it. We all, we understood why, uh, the director chose to start it off the way he did and how it really starts off is it kind of backtracks a little bit on the series. So it catches you up in case you were to watch this as a standalone, which I've kind of been slacking on discord. So I, I need to go reread some stuff because I wasn't a part of that. Yeah. See, look at that. Killing yep. me small. <laughs> killing me. <laughs> um, but 
I I understand. So the first maybe 20 minutes of it is basically a recap of the entire series all the way through the end. And it even shows that famous killer face reveal again, too, that uh, <laughs> that you shared. Yeah. And it just basically right there where the series ends with him walking up, taking a job off the board. That's where the movie basically picks up, except he was specifically requested in the movie to go find someone. And it's, it happens to be a noble's daughter. And that's where it really picks up. And instead of classifying this as a movie with the length of it being only an hour, I would consider this a special. And I say an hour because, like I said, the first 25 minutes are just the series catching catching you up. You know, it's catching you up to who the Goblin Slayer is, the background in between him and the people he's with. And for you and I, if we hadn't just seen the entire series last week, we would be kind of... Yeah, lost as to what's going on, but being that us and I'm assuming a majority of our audience has already seen the series in (laughs) preparation of the movie, there was it was kind of not needed. Yeah, but again, if you didn't watch the series, this to me was more not PG because it's absolutely not PG, but it didn't seem as rough because even though it does gloss over what happened in the anime, it doesn't shove it in your face like the first episode did. So, right. They lightly touch on it just a bit and they touch on it in a couple of different spots. But in this one, you definitely saw a more immediate after effects of a psychological portion of it, at least for one of the characters that was there. Oh, the, yeah, the 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 person he was supposed to go find the saber. Yeah, the, what I thought was kind of cool was the interaction with the surrounding people. We didn't get that before. We didn't see him mid quest before. We just saw him leave and arrive and kill. Here, he had to do some reconnaissance. He had to plan a little bit, and you got to see in my mind. You got to see a lot more of his method, what really made him a rank silver adventurer. Exactly. And I mean, at the, at the very end of the series, you saw that and you're like, Oh, he's not just a beat him up, bang him up kind of guy. He, he puts a lot of forethought into it where here it, it's more apparent from the get go. I do have one thing that I'm, I'm a little bit frustrated with. Well, two things. Okay. <laughs> I just thought when I said frustrated with, I opened a little box in my head and went, oh, all of this. Um, what? <clears throat> so he gives everybody the rings to breathe underwater, right? Right. But it's also supposed to help with the cold as well. How? How does breathing underwater and being not freezing in the the literal snow wearing nothing how does that how how do you justify that bro you're asking the wrong guy all right you are asking the wrong guy look so he he pretend if you will that this is harry potter okay it's not because oh i'm so happy it's not but imagine if you will harry potter eats that gillyweed gives him gills and he can swim uh Come on. I don't know. I I mean, like, I'm assuming it has to do with how it's regulating your body's temperature and the amount of oxygen that it's intaking. 
you're in a higher, no, you're a in a, a different elevation. It's a help regulating your body so that way you're not as cold because it also helps with that. So, you know, I'm just saying, I'm throwing it out there. I'm throwing ideas. I'm, I'm like, okay. I'm, I'm okay. reaching okay. in the wastebasket. I'm rummaging around. I'm finding what I can and I'm just throwing whatever I got. And I'm just saying like that, that to me, warming you up is fire, not water. And breathing underwater is air. Doesn't really mix well with fire and definitely doesn't mix well with water. I don't but know, man. I don't know. I don't I'm know. I'm looking too far into it because I'm also going to the point of where did he get the funds to do this? Yes, I understand he's paid well, but you don't see him hauling like satchels of coins with him. He doesn't need a haul of satchels of coin. He had it beforehand. I'm assuming bef- like before they even left, he knew they were going to someplace cold. He planned ahead for it in advance. Just throwing that out there, man. You, you gotta okay, give. That, that, that makes sense. That given his forethought and his almost OCD, like preparing for everything that makes sense that he's like, Oh, it's cold. Oh, there's going to be snow. We might get an avalanche. Hey, I can do stuff with an avalanche. I want to survive. So let's get a ring. And maybe perhaps he put it on or had it on the entire time and realized he wasn't cold or in everybody else. And maybe there's a secondary spell to warm you up because if you can breathe underwater, that means you can go to the bottom of the ocean. The bottom of the ocean is freezing. But does that also mean that on the bottom of the ocean, it negates the pressure because you know how in the very first one he opened a scroll and killed what was it a hob hobgoblin an ogre ogre an ogre with water gushing forth of this teleportation thing from the pressure of the water so that'd be kind of cool to think of if he got like a force field around him which obviously didn't because the chick got got hit with an arrow yeah i mean like but in terms of pressure i don't know but that's why i was saying also you know it helps regulate your body temperature when you're in the water you know helps keep you warm so that way you're not freezing i can understand that that makes that makes a little bit of sense and one of the more finer details i would say here he's not the only one fighting goblins he's not the only experienced adventurer fighting goblins and i hope that if we get a season two like a true season two not this movie slash ova we'll actually see some of these really in my personal opinion badass spellcasters and this movie brings so many different elements that are going to hopefully shape the future if it's not a standalone if it's part of the universe if they integrate this as part of the adventures he's on then i hope that these deities that they brought in are still valid granted knowledge without wisdom is is insanity but they're talking about the the there's a god of wisdom there's a god of knowledge And they deem one to be evil because it indiscriminately hands out knowledge, which can be used for either good or evil with no compensation. Whereas the other one is more responsible. You have to suffer in order to learn. Right. You know what I mean? I, I get what you mean. One of the things that really help this movie and, and really tie it into the series. Cause you saw the after effects 
of them having already learned something else. The goblins already learned something else. They already were taught the yeah. knowledge of in the movie. You saw them act actively pick up a new method instantly and then distribute it amongst their whole group of people within their little clique. And by when I say that is when the goblin slayer tosses, uh, the elf a bow because the elf was going to kill the last goblin. The goblin slayer tosses her one and says, use this. She notices that it's got a bad tip and uses it. And the tip breaks inside the goblin's arm. Now it's poisoned and the goblin doesn't know it's poisoned, but it, the tip breaks off and it just throws the piece away. Well, all the other goblins after that instantly started using uh, broken tip arrows yeah, or loose tipped arrows. Yeah. So the arrowhead would stay inside and in, in their words, fest or not very in their goblin series words, it'll fester, it'll rot, and it'll spread disease. Yep. That's <laughs> I mean, wow. That's effective. It's brutal. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know how to heal it and you don't know how to get rid of it, that's lethal. It's going to do a massive blow to an army. Yep. When you have a marching army, I, I learned this in history class. When you have a marching army, your biggest two things are illness and food. If you get sick, the whole company gets sick. If you run out of food, everyone runs out of food. Yep. So you want to avoid loss of food and you, you want to avoid sickness almost at all cost. Oh, yeah. Because it'll destroy your fighting force. Yep. So. And if we remember from last week when we did the Goblin Slayer series, they're like, hey, you can't use poison. You can't use fire. You can't use <laughs> water. <laughs> water. Yeah. You're like, well, how am I going to kill him then? Well, hit him in the head because that's so much more humane. No yeah. explosions. Yeah. And to his credit, he still didn't use, well, uh, other than the avalanche at the end, which I would argue is happenstance, it's lucky rather than, you know, thought. It would be awesome if he was allowed to do that. Because think about it you're in a dwarven castle, they've got explosives. Oh, yeah. They've got, they're, they're, they're mining equipment, smelting stuff. Um, one of the key points in this whole thing was the fact that the adventurer they were supposed to go save has a special sword. I'm using air quotations because I don't think it's that special. It's special to her. It's special to the saber. I, here's the thing. I don't think it would be good because it's an aluminum sword. Aluminum. I drink out of cans and I crush them. Well, I mean, steel it, is so much. granted, steel is a little bit more rigid and it breaks more often. But I mean, let's be honest. If you and I fought the dagger, we don't know what the saber is actually made out of. In oh. all honesty, we don't know. We only know what the dagger is. They never specify what the saber sword is made out of. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, I, I will. I will agree. I don't know what I thought it was all aluminum because I could have sworn they mentioned it was an aluminum sword, but that makes no sense. It might be aluminum alloy sword, but it makes no sense why I was able to pass through his, the, the guy, the goblin slayer shield so easily. It's probably because he purposefully had it weaker in one spot for when someone tries to stab through it, he's able to break their grip of the sword. Who is this guy? Batman? Yeah, obviously. 
I mean, geez, he's the Batman of Goblin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Forethought. Forethought. What happened? Oh, I planned that was going to happen. Look, Not he that has I an X on there. That was going to happen. And the X makes it look like it has a weak spot. <laughs> All right. So he plans, or, or uh, obviously, a hot far ahead. And he even said he didn't plan on it completely. But he did have it as a backup plan. So he did have it by happenstance for the avalanche. Thank you very much. This dude is is a silver rank adventurer that slays goblins and he is good at what he does. Very fair. Now, what I thought was really awesome and not to change subjects too, too much, but I feel like I'm losing this one. (laughs) Subtle. If we had a screen roll, that'd be like a shimmer to a new subject. Uh, going back to the the psychology of it, the lady that they saved, you see her backstory and how everything happened with with her group and party. And I'm not going to lie, when they first introduced them, I'm like, oh, my God, this is great. You've got two people who can cast not just awesome spells, but like lightning Thor level spells. Oh, yeah. And I was just over here like. This is legit because it had the exact same detail in this animation as it did through almost the entire series. Like it was crisp and pretty and (laughs) I love you. I want to put that out there. No homo, but the still of the, of the, the, the chick and their wizard after the spell had taken effect and having goblins like levitating, being thrown away with lightning and blood everywhere. That would have been a perfect poster. Oh yeah. In your house. <laughs> I, I agree. <laughs> that would be awesome. I actually saw that. I was like, man, that is killer right there. I would love that. Just right there on the back yeah. wall, right behind me right now. It was like, hyper detailed if you could if you watch this and you can watch it in 4k i i haven't i want to point that out there the highest refresh rate i had was 1080p but i think in 4k this would look amazing oh yeah only because only because of how much detail was i was actively pausing and screenshotting so i could zoom in to see if like there was a flaw that I could find granted I'm biased. This is an awesome animator style or animation style, but I couldn't find any, like, you know how, (laughs) Oh God. Do you remember when dragon ball Z resurrection of F came out? Yes. Like the movie. Yeah. And Oh God. When the movie came out, you could, you could screenshot anytime Goku was mid movement and he had the derpiest face on. Oh, yeah. And you're like, why is his nose on his forehead? And why is his eye where his mouth should be? But because it was all moving so fast, you really didn't notice it. But when you paused it, you're like, oh, no, that's not. No. Yep. 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 No. Yep. 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 <laughs> they must have spent a crap ton on the ad- on the voice actors because the animators obviously got the shaft on this one. Well, I mean, they- like, honestly, when you're working within a set budget and you have super rapid movement, 
how the character's looking when they're not meant to be paused mid screen with their face stretched <laughs> super long with the eyeball and their by their feet and everything else. You're not going to worry about the animation for it. It's the parts that you can well, actually see. It's not the parts that are going to be like, well, his nose is right there by his belly button. That doesn't look quite right. I refuse to believe that the movie had less budget than the series because when they redid it in the series, granted, I wasn't pausing every five seconds, but it, it was considerably less obvious. I'm sure if you decided but, uh, to pause it every five seconds, you would get the same effect <laughs> or well, at I mean, least relatively close to it. In the future, when we look at when we watch it, because I'm sure we will, we'll, we'll we'll bring this part back up, I hope. Well, a majority of the animations anymore aren't hand-drawn and the super funky animation look of it, a lot of them, that's actually why it's going away because a lot of it is CG. A lot of it's computer generated and they don't have to put as much work in there and they're able to adapt it, which I think is great. It's it's putting some, uh, some relief on the animators to be able to get it done. But at the same time, you lose, I feel like you lose a little something in it. You lose that, well, do, that warmth. Do you think that this was mostly CG? Cause I, I honestly, oh, yeah. there was some, there was some that was CG. Don't get me wrong, but I thought a lot of the crisp visuals were not CG. I thought they were all like mostly hand drawn. No. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe I just don't know. No, I'll, Oh, I would say if I, uh, from what I remember last reading, there's only a couple of, uh, shows that are still out that still do, uh, traditional animation for it. Whereas of like the newer shows and shows like this and movies and things, they're all CG, they're computer generated. It just depends on how artistic said artists want to be for the animation style. I need to look into this then because it, it that boggled my mind. I did not think that was that was animated. I thought it was actually drawn like by hand because uh, you, you broke my brain. I got nothing. I'm lost. I I feel bad now. <laughs> like I, I I legitimately, you know that feeling when you have an ice cream and you're eating it. And you're like this yeah. is great. I've got it. It falls and you're like son of a. Well, I mean, I guess they still have the cone. <laughs> That, but, that's how i feel so well hey, hey, hey you know i mean it is what it is but yeah uh, a lot of them they're cg and it just sometimes it just looks really bad sometimes you can tell it's like very plainly obvious that it is cg and they're trying to to make give it a certain feel or a look and other times they really don't care just really depends on the animator i would assume for that specific scene in that case what i'll say is they blew their budget all over the animators because <laughs> it was crisp. It was lovely. You're not taking that away from me, sir. Mr. Ice cream stomper. <laughs> I do no <laughs> yeah, such thing. I do no I such thing. Like, I feel like after it fell, instead of coming over to help me pick it up, you know, the, the three second rule, you're like, Oh, here, I have a dog shit foot that I'm just going to scrape all over that. <laughs> I got to get the, the poo off my shoe somehow, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, right. grass is right next to you. You had a pool you could wash it off on, but no. No, why like, would I oh, want to ruin oh. someone's pool, man? That's messed your, up. Your hopes and dreams. A pool of water, not someone's pool, but yeah, your hopes <laughs> and dreams will get all over that. <sighs> this is now your reality. 
I mean, don't get me wrong. I knew that a lot of people did did some form of CG, and I figured it was fairly obvious. But I, I was, if it's come this far, like I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. <laughs> now I feel like I found a dollar that I can go buy a new ice cream. There you go. Stay, stay true to yourself, sir. Keep that hopeful mentality. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, but yeah, I, I got uh, the animation is crisp and awesome. But I going back to what you were saying, the chick that was held in 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 custody, let's call it, and branded, she suffered some serious mental. I don't know if you call it hardships, but it was it was rough. It was. Uh, and it's mainly because she was just tied down and then branded. And then who knows what else was done to her? I would assume everything else anyone else has gone through. Yeah. But you and don't see it, which I like. It's true. It makes you it makes you wonder. It makes you think all her friends were killed and eaten, which was weird because she also had a female elf along with them. Yeah. So I didn't I, the males I understood died that, you know, it's unfortunate, but you know, goblins really don't have use for males other than food. Right. But they also don't always keep the female. Sometimes they kill them too. True. Oh, that. Okay. Well, whew, yeah. So another really ingenious thing here to show the smarts of goblin slayer. And I would say the, uh, is malleability a word? That's not it. Malleability, moldability, the ability to think on his feet with, with no issue and the ability of his crew just to go with it. it well, they, they did stay at a couple different times. Yeah. The adaptability of that crew. He did state her actions. When she find, when when she freaked out those couple of times in the presence of a goblin, he did he and the crew did state that this was not unexpected, like yeah. it was expected. Um, the only thing that he actually didn't plan on well, was uh, yeah. when they were having the ceremony, and the person that needed to be there to help <laughs> keep their cover was the one that was actually killed. Yeah, the only one that she actually killed, but. Uh, to get into the fortress, the, the adaptability of his crew and then the, the ability for him to think on his feet, on his feet, they were able to find out who the God that they were worshiping, the, the goblins were worshiping was. And he approached this impenetrable fortress of stone. And I imagine metal and, and lattice work. And he's like, Hey, I've got some more sacrifices for you guys. I come in the name of your God, please let us in. And this is where I found something really interesting. The goblins don't speak normally. And I always wondered, like, are, are they, is it possible they just have lower functioning verbal skills or something? But the, the scaly dragon guy, I never really got his name. Lizard man. Lizard man. Okay. Yeah, that works. Th- yeah, that's literally, that's never- all he's called. <laughs> he states, oh, it must be the gift of telepathic uh, communication. No, he doesn't state it. One oh. of the uh, girls, uh, what's Oka or the Saber or Elf, oh. uh, one of those three actually say state it that this must be the power of the gift of telepathic ability as in the lizard man is able to have that conversation because either he has it or the goblin has it. Interesting. No, I just thought it was really interesting. I thought it was a unique point as to why the goblins never produced verbal speech except for that goblin lord and it makes perfect sense because they're able to communicate 
I don't say well, but they're able to get a general idea of what's going on and and grasp the situation without using verbal cues. Well, their verbal cues are different from people's. I mean, like they're in a completely different species and they don't need to speak the same language. You know, it's like a dog, a dog, a dog talking to a dog is not going to know what the other dog is saying, but it's not like they have a telepathic ability to be able to talk to each other for them to be able to know what the other one's saying. That's why I said, I, that's why it's a shaman or, or I say it could also be the lizard kin because he was able to talk to him and they never specified who had the ability. Okay. Well, see when, when the shaman thing was like doing something and all the other goblins were like, okay, no problem. I thought that's what they were referring to with telepath with telepathic ability. No, Oh, oh, you're right. Right. I'm looking back at it right now. The goblin was talking to the lizard yep. and the lizard was like, oh, yeah, chop there. OK, that that makes. Yeah. Why did I miss that? I don't know. It's a good question. Why huh. did you miss it? Why did you miss it? Because I wanted to. I wanted to believe there was something else. <laughs> I do like, <laughs> though, um, Again, revisiting it, they they talk about how the liz- how uh, the goblins are picking up and learning stuff, and again, it shows the true character of Goblin Slayer, especially at the end when he's talking about it. He goes, "They're evolving, they're growing, and they're able to learn because when they took over the fortress, the goblins took over that fortress." He saw them getting ready to smelt and create weapons and armor and everything else. He saw that they were trying to figure out and learn how to use it to be able to do those things. And he even commented that at the end, uh, which I think is really cool. And also it really touches again on the belief that the goblins possible on what he originally thought was that the goblins came from the moon. Yeah. Because they were all worshiping the God of the green moon. So I was thinking about it for a little bit while I was watching this and and moving on. How do you think goblins grow? Because if any goblin can make it to champion with enough time and experience, does that simply mean like ants they're decided at birth which sect they're going into if you have an affinity for magic at birth and you live long enough you'll become a shaman if you have an affinity for brawling and you live long enough you're going to be a champion if you have an affinity for i guess being the very first paladin and you live long enough like you know what i mean cuz it doesn't seem like any of the 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 ones that live long enough so if they never actually stopped growing imagine if you will this really messed up mindset that fits so beautifully with this story that you, the the children that goblin slayer killed were just that they were children no no there's no contest there but imagine if they never stop growing to the point where once they reach a certain point, they'll go off into different sects, not sex as in boy and girl, but sects as in like religious factions, like a champion, paladin, warlord, that kind of thing, you know, and think about it. Like they grow pretty fast, right? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a very well-known fact that they grow quickly, they mature quickly, and they're able to reproduce 
fairly soon right after being born. So imagine how messed up this actually has to be. If a goblin slayer isn't coming into a nest filled with adults, like you see these goblins and you're like, oh, okay, this is just the massive horde and the children are over there. If they never stop growing and they never stop till they're like what they're supposed to be, like if they just get old enough to be a champion or old enough to be a, a, a warlord or old enough to be a goblin king or whatever, is is he actually like killing teenagers? No, because they only evolve through conflict and surviving said conflict. That's the only time they actually ever evolve. And depending they're on Pokemon. that con. Yeah, basically, yeah. But basically, based on the events that happen through their lives and what happens to them and how they interact or or how they survive said conflict or interaction, that helps dictate what they're going to become. So if one constantly gets in fights and he's always winning in fights, he's going to grow to be a hobgoblin and then beyond that grow to be a champion goblin champion and a shaman is someone who's, who's able to think more strategically and is able to be a little bit more conniving and, and prefers to, to be away from the battle a little bit more and also use magic. Yep. So I think it just has to do with the interactions and what happens to them, because if they survive and most people don't kill all the goblins, they leave the children alive. Those goblins will then turn around and grow and learn and, and evolve over time. And that's actually one of the key points that he says at the end, he he says that they are evolving. He says that goblins are not stupid. The goblins might be stupid, but they do learn and are clever, but they're very rarely a fool. And then he goes, you, sir, are a fool. And he kills him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I love I love the the little, I would say, offhanded quips that he does. Like when they're like, ah, we, we have to kind of find him because after the avalanche, the only people that were saved were was the group that was behind um oh shish kebab. what was that chick's name oka oka yeah oka's protection barrier but that wasn't the goblin slayer because he was searching for the scabbard and the the sword for the saber chick and it's weird because saber's like is is he dead and everyone's like well i mean he's goblin slayer so like probably not but to be on the safe side, we should wait for him to try to find us. And we shouldn't be so loud. <laughs> and you see him like shake the snow off and get up and he goes, you know, <sighs> I should have planned for the impact more so than the lack of oxygen. <laughs> yeah, He's like, lack of oxygen wasn't my problem. That shit hurt, hit like a, <laughs> like a freight train. Oh man, that was beautiful. It was. I loved it. It was great. It was a, it was a good, it was entertaining. It was some of what I wanted Goblin Slayer to be. I like that they touched a little bit more on the psychological portion of it. They touched on like the, how clever and how quick and easy it is for goblins to pick up certain things. You also learned a little bit more about their hierarchy because when there was going to be a quote unquote 
crowning ceremony, which basically would have made that paladin into a goblin lord. It, uh, you know, it, it showed you a little bit more in depth about how goblins interact and how they actually overall have that hierarchy. Yeah. You know, in the series, he mentioned he was asked, is there such thing as a good goblin? And Goblin Slayer's response is probably if you were to look far enough, but I'm not going to do that. And I think it'd be a waste of time. He, he's asked, actually, there, there could be a good goblin. And he goes, if you looked hard enough, you probably could find one. But then the only good goblin is a dead goblin. Is the one that never leaves the hole. Right. Yeah. I mean, same thing. But imagine with the ability that they have to learn and to evolve. Imagine if you were to use that for good. Use that for, I guess, forward progress. You could have the smartest scientists right there you want to learn how to smelt you want to learn how to get better teach these five all of a sudden you'll have an army of smelters if you treat them right and assuming you don't have one bad bunch and a bad one infiltrate then you'll always have like a loyal following because they do follow power they follow hierarchy they follow like strong-willed individuals they just all happen to be really messed up goblins that survived something a catastrophe or they're but just messed up in in general that's possible too that's possible too it could be a look into the the depravity of the human psyche you could say that i could but i'm i, I think i'm reaching really hard yes you are <laughs> <laughs> all right all right so i think this is a good spot for us to to leave a rating, sir, on a scale of up to 10, how would you rate this? Uh, it's going to be high. It's going to be high. I know that it's not going to be a 10 because there's like one or two things I would have changed. Nine. Really? Rating no, it higher no, than no, the no. series? No, no. I, I just, sorry. I just thought about that. If it was a standalone and I was not thinking about it as a, 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 a almost season two, it'd be a nine because I saw the series. And because basically a good third of the movie is a recap and oh, we didn't even mention this. It rolls credits halfway through. Well, well, like when the recap is done, it goes through like opening credits. Yeah. So that in itself kind of threw me off. So that just dropped it even further. Dear Lord, don't make me think about stuff like this. I go from a really high rating to like, eh, real fast. Well, um, it, it was, eh. It was good. I'm I'm gonna give it an eight. Okay, so you're I matching, that, matching. Yeah, okay. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna match because it was good. It was better in certain areas, but if it wasn't for that recap, I think I would rate it higher. It's not something that I would go out of my way to watch, but if it was so, it, it's it's G rated enough that if I wanted somebody who was a friend of mine to watch it, I would show them the movie before I showed them the series because the series as we said before, just smacks you in the face with just horrificness. And the movie was much more subtle about it. Oh yeah. All right. Okay. So yeah, yeah, I'd give it an eight there. Fair enough. And you, my good sir. Uh, I, I gotta go with, uh, this is hard. It's hard. Think about the quality of the animation and the fact it did not need bookends. I'm going with a, quality of animation i'm going with a seven ah! i'm going with a seven 
all right, fine. I, 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 mean, kinda, I, was, I, I, I was I was teetering as well. I was going to give it like a seven and a half, but because we don't do halves, I rounded up. I'm going to round down. I'm like, I'm right there. And, you know, honestly, ironically, uh, when uh, again, Discord, you got you guys got to get in there. You got to talk to us about this stuff in there, man, because Katz is in there. He's always talking to us, too. And he he rated this actually a seven and a half. So I think we're all three of us oh. are are on the same page in terms of how the show, how the movie was. It, it was good. It's not great, but it's 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 good. So I'm going with seven. You're going to go with the eight. I think okay. that's that's a I think it's pretty solid. Uh, the first third, if if you've never seen the series and you want a great introduction to it, just watch the watch the movie first and then go back and watch the series. I mean, you could probably just watch episode 11 in the series and get the same thing as you did for the. Actually, did they just copy and paste episode 11? Uh, pretty much, but not quite. They, uh, they, uh, left out some of the details and threw in some extra details because of the end. So. Yeah. 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 I mean, Eh. if you look, I know Eh. I'm going to go, I'm going back to it. Just give me a second. Eh. Indulge me if you will. My number's not going to change, but you also have to take into account when we were going through the Sabres flashbacks. It showed her as a competent leader when everything was going well. And then everyone was starting to feel let down when her strategy wasn't working. Yep. Well, also because she is a noble's daughter, you know, she has certain expectations. She also really screwed over the village too. And that's something we didn't talk about, but we can talk about that more inside discord where you are all welcome to join us for our wonderful conversation in there and (laughs) And, and nudge nudge exactly (laughs) (laughs) um basically yeah there's a lot of details in this movie even though it was only i'm gonna say it's only an hour i don't count the first 25 minutes (laughs) it's only an hour (laughs) long movie it's special it was good it had the details and it gave me something to wet my beak. And that's why I'm going with a seven. I expected okay. so much more from this though. I expected so much more. Yeah, I do definitely agree. I was, I was hoping for more hoping satisfied. So next week, sir, what are we watching? Didn't even get a chance to think about it, to be honest. Oh, would you like me to pull up a random, the random, random anime <laughs> generator? I don't, I don't trust your random anime generator. Here, here, here. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Here, I'll, I'll even share my screen with you. Hang on one second. All right. Here, one second. I, I got, I, I, I kind of, I still don't trust you on this. I just want to throw that out there. Ah, uh, that hurts. That hurts. Uh, no, go for it. Let, let me see what you got. All right. Hang on. Sir, why is slice of life only collect, clicked? Like what, what's going on? Yeah, going yeah. Out? Yeah, I'm, I'm yep. sure that's what you would love to see. Okay, so we're going random. We're going to generate a single random anime. Hang on. Wait for it. And a hey, re-zero starting life in another world. I'm not mad at all. Hey, CD2 just popped and this is awesome. There we go. Hey, perfect. We could watch this and then you know what? We'll even throw this out there in advance. Next choice after this will be the movie. So you got the next two weeks planned out. Okay. I'm I'm good with that, yeah. All right, and then hopefully season two because season two, uh, it's exciting so much. I love it. Yes. I love it. All right, so season one, re zero, starting life in another world. 
it's uh it's next week's choice it's 25 episodes long uh it is rated mature so do keep them that in mind if you are watching it with other people uh this may not be suitable for everyone but that's all the time that we have for today uh thanks for checking us out uh please feel free to join us in our discord server we'd be happy to chat with you let us know what you thought about the shows or series that you are watching or that we have watched love to hear from you you can all reach out also reach out to us on facebook twitter as well or leave a comment in youtube as well if this is where you're uh, consuming this podcast until next time i'm jack and i'm rick and we'll see you next time if you're looking for plump lips that last you need to know about juvederm lip fillers with juvederm volbella xc and juvederm ultra xc your lip look whether it's subtle or bold can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at juvederm.com today that's j-u-v-e-d-e-r-m.com add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with juvederm volbella xc or juvederm ultra xc do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit Juvederm.com.